Hey moms, welcome back to the Expecting Mom podcast. This is episode two and I am actually taking one of my modules from my Planning for Postpartum Bliss course and turning that recording into a podcast. So this is a module, it's actually the very last module of the mini course and it is around postpartum supplies and um, creating a supply list so you have everything that you need for postpartum ready to go. And in this module, I kind of give my opinions and my favorites on some of the standard postpartum things that you need. And honestly, this is probably the area that most people do plan for for postpartum. So that's why it was kind of the last module. It's the last thing at the end. And the course actually has a lot of very valuable areas for planning that often get overlooked. So if you are expecting, if you're pregnant and you want to have a blissful postpartum, you want to feel supported, you want to be able to focus on you and healing and resting and bonding with your baby Um, in a time where, I mean, the fourth trimester, a lot of times there's a lot of focus on the baby. Take, for example, just our postpartum doctor's visits, just that alone. You know, baby goes and gets checked on 24 hours to 48 hours after birth and mom doesn't get to see any um any professional medical professional wellness professional until six weeks postpartum and that's in our standard obstetric model of care of course the midwifery model is a little different but that's just one example of how postpartum tends to be more baby focused than mom focused and in this planning course you are going to learn some supports and some tricks and some ways that you can put yourself first and have some support for yourself um, in that postpartum time. So here is the postpartum supply module for you to listen to for free. If you like this module, definitely get into this course. You can learn more about this course if you go to lizziebolgert.com slash postpartum bliss. And now let's go on to the rest of the show. Welcome to module 12. We are going to talk about postpartum supplies. And this is our last module. So congratulations for making it through all 12. I hope you got some amazing postpartum plans in place and if you decided to hop to this one first I don't blame you this seems to be where the priority is for moms preparing for postpartum is like what supplies do I need so I hope you didn't skip over all the other very important things but this is also very important so in module seven the feeding support module we talked about creating a nursing basket or for pumping mamas, um, a nursing cart if you need a little more space. And so some of those items are repeated on this list. And I also, if you have the list in front of you, print it out. I left some blanks in there so you can add in things from module seven that you need or any other things that you still you know, need to physically get Um, to have your postpartum bliss set up, you can add to this list. Now this list, the items on it already, are kind of broken up into three categories, um, perennial care, breastfeeding items, 
and just some mom comfort items that I think are fun, definitely not necessary. And really, this list is super minimal. I am all about keeping things minimal. I feel like we are bombarded with the idea that we need all the stuff when we have a baby. And that's just not true. But you also want to be prepared. And it's also good to have some tools. So these are what I think are the bare minimums. And I'm going to go over some of them with you um, and just give you my two cents um, on some of these items. So let's focus on, you know, I have on here that you to get a bathroom basket. And that's where you want to put all of your premium care items in. It's nice to have it all in one spot, put it so you can reach it easily. Like in my bathroom, our toilet is in its own room. So I would put my basket on top of the toilet tank because I can't like reach the counter. You know, it's going to be a little uncomfortable sitting on the toilet in the beginning postpartum and it's going to be difficult to move around and you want everything there easy to access so um get a basket that's why bathroom basket is on this list so the things that are going to go inside of the bathroom basket not necessarily your undies, but you might wanna keep one extra pair of undies in there, but I have on the list soft, oversized undies. You want it to be really comfortable. You, one, are like not your normal size and you're gonna be wearing pads. Maybe you've had a C-section, okay? You want it to be soft and cozy. Um, and then the other option is doing adult diapers. So, and the other option is to do mesh undies. So you could include that on there too for oversized underwear. It could also be mesh underwear. You can go to Amazon and get mesh undies. Freedom Mom makes mesh undies. And it's kind of this funny thing. You either love the mesh undies or you hate the mesh undies. So those are your three options in terms of what to wear while you are you know, bleeding and you have lochia is the underwear with the long overnight pads, so that's on the list too, or an adult diaper instead. And so you just have to think, what's your preference going to be? Some women prefer the diaper because it gives you more coverage. Some women prefer just doing the overnight extra long pad because, um, and that's me. I prefer the pad because I like just being able to change the pad and not have to change my whole underwear. And honestly, it's less wasteful. And if you're wondering, I am team mesh undies. I think the mesh undies are super, super soft. And I've had three hospital births. And every time I take extra mesh undies from the hospital and bring them home. And I like to wear those just so that if they get stained, if they get blood on them, I can toss them, which maybe now you're wondering, is that less waste than the diaper? I just think they're more comfortable than the diapers. I do not like um, the adult diapers. So um, that's my opinion on those things. Another thing that is worth in my mind investing in is some herbal pads so the brand honeypot makes a postpartum pad and it has herbs in it and you guys it feels so good it has i don't even know what's in it but <laughs> great great right you can look it up look it up i can't remember the herbs that are in it but i remember using them and it feels really cool so the pad is cooling and it's like instant and it felt really good. I didn't even have any tears and it still felt good, but I can imagine that on a tear, it would feel 
amazing. Another thing that I did not include on this list um, that you can write in is getting ice pads. So they also make ice pads that are long and thin that you can fit in your underwear on the outside of your pad. And um, they're great for if you have swelling, pain, um, especially if you have tears. So that could be something that you add to your list as well. All right, what is next for our bathroom basket? A peri bottle. So you will get a spray bottle. If you have a hospital birth, they will send you home with a spray bottle. Freedom Mom makes a fancy spray bottle that has an upward um, pointing neck. It's like a, it's, I, I can't explain it, but it has a curve in it so that you just have to reach down and it's already pointing up at your perineum and then squeeze it and it squirts upward instead of trying to, you know, get a bottle with just like a normal squirt lid angled at the right spot. And so it makes maneuvering on the toilet easier. And like I said, it's going to be uncomfortable sitting on the toilet at first because you're putting all that pressure on your pelvic floor and it's very weak if you had a vaginal birth. So a peri bottle, you can invest in a fancy one or you can just use the one the hospital gives you. Um, perineum spray and Dermaplast. So Dermaplast is like a medicated spray. It comes in like a little miniature hair spray type aerosol can and it works really great. It has a numbing agent as well as an antiseptic. So if you tore, it's gonna feel good to put that on. It has also cooling ingredients. Um, it is not like an all natural thing though, right? So if you prefer the all natural spray, um, you can get an herb spray as well. Earth Mama has a good herb spray. Um, and you can use both. You can use the Dermaplast initially while you're still healing and then use the herb spray um, for a longer period of time as you're still healing and still being like very delicate with cleaning your um, perineum area after you go to the bathroom. And then other things you can put in your bathroom basket, witch hazel, and you can also get an herbal sits. So let's talk about witch hazel real quick because there's a couple different things you can get. You can just get straight witch hazel, which is gonna be your most cost-effective thing. And it's just liquid and you can put it on your toilet paper and use that to blot and wipe with. Um, and it would be similar to like, you know, using a baby wipe or something where it's a little gentler than dry toilet paper on your <laughs> maybe traumatized perineum. And they also make witch hazel wipes. So you can just get regular old hemorrhoid wipes, um, lots of different options there. And then Freedom Mom also makes some witch hazel wipes that are a little larger, but again, you know, I think they were like a dollar per wipe. I think it was like a 12 pack of wipes for $12, which to me is outrageous. And honestly, I, okay, I got those to try out for you guys. And I prefer the liquid because I like being able to like saturate the toilet paper and it feel like a little wet when I'm cleaning up versus like the, the wipes weren't sopping wet with witch hazel. They were just like kind of damp, if that makes sense. So some options for you in terms of witch hazel. Witch hazel is soothing. It's an antiseptic. It's good to keep um, your perineum clean and free of germs. And then it also just helps you with um, keeping it, uh, well, clean as in like no infections, but also clean as in it helps you to clean up after you go to the bathroom and any blood that's um, hanging around there too. 
So those are my go-tos for perennial care. And now let's move on to the other column is starts off with our nursing supplies. So again, some of these are repeats, but definitely some nursing bras and some nursing tanks. And sometimes, you know, you don't have to get a nursing tank. You can just wear a regular tank. Um, I definitely would recommend a nursing bra. So what I like, what I like to suggest before you go out and get, you know, a bunch of new things is to get a couple and see what you like. Because I will tell you with my first, I, I lived in nursing tanks and I like lived in them too long, honestly. <laughs> but, um, I preferred the nursing tank and I didn't even really use a nursing bra that much. I would just wear the tank and I liked being able to just unclip. But then for some reason, for whatever reason, I don't know, with my second and my third, I preferred, I didn't buy a nursing tank. I just used a nursing bra and used a regular tank top, lifted up my tank top um, and nursed that way. Or if it was a low cut tank top, pulled my tank top down. Um, and I didn't buy any additional clothing that is only for when you're nursing. Um, that's the minimalist in me. If you want to get nursing tanks and nursing bras, do it. I mean, honestly, you might be nursing for a year or longer. So you're going to be wearing these tanks and bras for a year or longer. Um, you can also get nursing pads. You can get reusable or disposable, but just some pads to put in your bra. Should you leak, it's great in the beginning when you're more leaky. And it's also great for like returning to work before your body kind of gets used to, you know, going longer periods without nursing or if you're going out in public and you're going to go a longer stretch without nursing and you don't want to leak through your shirt, you definitely want some nursing pads. And like I said, they have reusable ones that you can just throw in the wash. Um, you definitely want to get some nipple cream. Now, when you are getting a nipple cream, you want to avoid any like harsh ingredients like alcohol or fragrance. Oh, you can hear my nurse, my nursling. She's nursing right now. Um, parabens, petroleum, and you actually want to avoid lanolin, which is specifically has been used in the past and still probably is used um, now for uh, nipple cream. And go Google it. Okay, so lanolin's out. What do you want to look for? Like, what do you want your nipple cream to have? You just want to look and make sure the ingredients are safe and natural that it's safe to ingest because you don't want to have to be wiping off your nipples. Uh, coconut oil is fine. You can use coconut oil. I really like Earth Mama's nipple butter and I also use it like as chapstick or when my babies have chapped like little cheeks. It's really good for that too. Okay, um, silverettes. Next on the list, silverettes. I have not had a chance to try out, but I have heard great things about them, especially in terms of being like non-toxic. They're these little, they're made out of silver, silverettes. And silver has healing properties. And they're like these little nipple shields, I wanna say. Well, I don't wanna say shields because nipple shields are a whole different thing. <laughs> but um, just these little silver caps that you put over your nipples. And the healing properties of the silver work to heal any cracking or discomfort or soreness. Um, and you just put them on top of your nipples inside your bra and they're like magic. So definitely worth the investment. 
especially if this is your first baby. I know with my first, you know, there is going to be soreness when you first start nursing. It's just, it's just going to happen. Pain means you should go see um, a specialist and check out baby's latch and see if there's any ties. But soreness, totally normal for the first couple weeks. And silverettes will help with that. And if you do get any cracking, you know, that's a good way to manage that while continuing to nurse. But also do know that if you have any cracking or any pain that you should go see um, a lactation consultant. So silverettes check. Haka, a haka is a milk collector. And I actually am not a fan of the haka because I don't have really an oversupply, but it's not a high price item. Um, it's not gonna like, like if you don't use it, it's and you've spent the 15 bucks on it. Like it's not a big deal. So what the haka is, is it's a little silicone milk catcher and you suction it onto your boob while your baby nurse is on one side, it's on the other side and it's gonna catch your letdown, which is milk that, possibly would be leaking into your breast into your nursing pad um, while you're nursing your baby on the other side so you're you're collecting that milk and you can save it and use it um for anything you can use it for like milk baths you can use it for um putting it on cracked nipples for any skin issues on baby you can mix it in with bottles you can bottle feed it to baby so the hot is a great tool but the reason I don't like it is it doesn't really work for me. I don't have a huge supply, so I never really get a lot in my haka. The thing to note here is that a haka is not a breast pump. So if you are planning to pump um, so that you can bottle feed um, breast milk, you also need a pump. And a haka could be a good tool for you also if you are pumping. Um, just a disclaimer here, you definitely do not have to pump. I was hesitant to put the pump items on the postpartum supply list because it's not necessary, but I understand that a lot of us like to have that option, even if we're staying at home. So that, you know, if you have appointments or whatever, you want to have a babysitter, you want to have grandma stay, you want dad to be able to feed. I get it. Um, but especially if you're going back to work, obviously you're going to need a pump and all that stuff. Remember to check your insurance because pumps are usually covered by insurance. But definitely um, for the pump, you know, you want your pump, you want some extra pump parts, you want your milk storage bags. Um, me and my minimalist mindset, some things you can do for milk storage. Of course, you know, they have the disposable like Ziploc bags you can they also make um some silicone ones that look very similar but they're reusable so you can wash them and reuse them so it's better for the environment and it's a lot up front because you're having to stock you know you need multiple of those silicone bags so and they're more expensive than disposable ones but you get to reuse them so if you're planning on pumping for a really 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 long time um it could possibly be more cost effective and it's definitely better for the environment. You can also do, some women do like, um, and this is like a whole nother topic, but I'll just real quick and then I'll move on to the supply list, is store it in like um, pitchers. So they like pump, like like oversuppliers and their milk for the next day or whatever, they'll put in a pitcher and just pour from the pitcher into the bottle. So they pump into their bottles and they pour it into the pitcher and keep it in the fridge and then 
pour from that pitcher into <laughs> um, bottles. That's a, I probably wouldn't do it that way because one, I would never fill up a pitcher because I don't respond very well to the pump, but um, I would prefer it to be like closed and so I could shake it and all that good thing. But what I do like is tiny little glass jars are also really good for storing milk. I try to avoid plastic as much as possible. So that includes my baby's bottles. I prefer them to be silicone or glass um, and milk storage as well. I would prefer silicone or glass, but of course, you know, you're going to use what you're going to use. So that is my two cents on that. And then you're also going to want um, oh, I did put on here the nursing basket. So we talk about that in module seven a little bit more. Um, a nursing pillow. So the boppy is like the really popular one, but there's other ones to my, my breast friend. And there's another one that is really cute and it looks like a moon. Um, I don't know what that one's called, but if you've seen it, I, uh, that would be a great option too. But you definitely want a nursing pillow. Rule of thumb for nursing is you need to bring the baby to the breast and the pillow really helps with preventing back pain. Um, and then in terms of mom's comfort, I mean, the nursing bra and the nursing tanks are also for mom's comfort, but nursing pajamas, mom, you need them. So get some pajamas that button up. That's my favorite is any pajama set that has a button down top so you can easily open it and feed and you can get, you know, short sleeve, long sleeve, pants, shorts, whatever for the season. But get yourself some new pajamas, bonus points if they're super cute and super comfy. Um, other things that are great just for mom's comfort, like a robe is really nice to have. Um, slippers are really nice to have. You know, this is a very loungy season of your life. And so it's nice to kind of play up on that um, and have some comfort items just for you, even if they're not technically necessary. Same with the snacks and the water bottles. So that would be mom's comfort. Those are things we go over in module seven. They can go in your nursing basket. You're going to want snacks that are um, high calorie, nutrient dense, think trail mix, peanut butters, that sort of thing. And then a water bottle. I would recommend getting or having two large water bottles that you can just fill up at the beginning of the day and have your water for the whole day and you just know you have to finish those water bottles but it's nice to get a new one straws are nice you know anything's going to be easy to drink while you're holding a baby um, and that is all i have for postpartum supplies there's a lot of blanks there so you can add in anything that we kind of touched on that um you think you might need or anything baby related that you need still put on there and please, 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 these are items to put on your baby registry. I know these are not necessarily baby related, but you need them. You need them for when baby is here. And it's really helpful to get some of these useful items instead of, you know, a million newborn onesies and then you have a 10 pound baby that doesn't get <laughs> to wear the newborn onesies. So please put these on your um baby registry so people can buy them for you for your baby shower and if you click my link for my amazon registry not my amazon registry my amazon lists you uh i have a postpartum list and my favorites of some of these things are on that list so you can go there put them in your amazon cart and you are good to go all right that's all i have for you mamas